Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkouts. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, yeah. exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work. We'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. <laughs> Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? I would say double. I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash Nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com (laughs) 
gave you the Met Gala last night. <laughs> that was fun, wasn't it? Oh, uh, big, big, big time. Oh, big time. Oh, big time. I wore a habit. Yeah. <laughs> Is that yep. what it's called? Yeah. yeah when you look like a nun. Yeah. You went uh, full Handmaid's Tale on it? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. A foof. <laughs> I. Um, yeah, what'd I, you wear? I, w- I wore a wooden cross and then um, loaves of bread on my feet. Okay. So. Who made that? Uh, Louis Breton. Oh, <laughs> and there we have it, Do- folks. Doey Breton. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Met Gala, what or it is. If you care. Or if you care. It's totally fine if you don't. But every year it takes over <laughs> Twitter and social media, and then you see these outfits. They usually put uh, the cover of the, the best one on on the cover of uh, People magazine. Mm-hmm. And there's always a theme. This year it was what? Religion, religion and spiritual something or other? Yeah, it was like angels, goddess, some kind of religious because Madonna was performing. Oh, she did. Like a virgin or something like that. Really? Like among this, like... I've never been choir I, I i've never been at all um i got close one time what yeah i got close one time somebody i was dating got invited and oh, okay uh it, it kind of t- turned at the last minute where it was just like wait how much is this to go to do all this shit like because these suits and all of this stuff unless you're super famous you have to pay for it sure and it's like i mean you're talking suits in the tens of thousands of dollars where you're just like yo what yeah i mean it's it's a it's a whole you know fucking illuminati type sitch for sure i um resigned to the fact that i'm never going to go but i'm okay with that like i think it might be a nightmare i I beg to differ i I think it's a nightmare for the women because you've got to wear some heavy weird ass shit that's like monstrosity craziness i just like i saw there was a there was a photo of blake lively who had looked like maybe a 35 foot train Mm -hmm. so much so that she had to rent a party bus instead of a normal limousine yeah because the dress wouldn't fit inside the limousine dead serious and that just like makes me not feel good it like it makes me like so pissed right that i don't think i would have a good time Unless I was like on the sidelines, maybe sure. like watching all these dresses go up and like sure. seeing the thing, but having to be a part of that, it triggers some kind of high school memory for me. I and I can't. I would have gone cross in the back. Full. I would have sure. gone full Passion of the Christ, but like really bloody, like oh, okay. really bloody. And then you know, again, some who like, went as Christ? Uh, some some nice shoes, some uh, some Ferragamos or something. <laughs> right, right. I think he did. Who uh, was it? OJ Simpson's things. Uh, who who do you think went as Jesus Christ last night? <laughs> if you were to pick anyone in Hollywood, who do you think shows up as Jesus Christ? <laughs> Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Yes. Yes. Full yes. crown of thorns. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, he already mm-hmm. looks like Jesus anyway. Yeah. It was so perfect. Yeah. It wasn't that much of a stretch for him. It was another night out. It was another fucking Tuesday. Out I think for that that's guy. a good way to handle it, though. I think that was funny. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. that was like poking fun at it enough. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but Riri was the Pope. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, she, look, she always wins every year. Like, wins. It's kind of like the Kentucky Derby for humans. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I think that's another thing I don't like about it. Yeah, yeah, I would hate it. Um, But, you know, I, I I think inside that shit, like, it's just, you know. Uh, I've been to look because I've been to the Oscar parties and shit like that that are super exclusive and private. I've been in some like some of the events in Cannes where you're just like, holy shit, I can't believe this. I think you'd have a better time than you think. Okay, but it's giving it's getting over the whole bougie. Look, if you're of rich, it. you can have fun anywhere. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. But but I, it's getting over the whole bougie and and standing there going, oh. what the fuck is this? Like I can't yeah. I can't believe this is actually going on. I guess. So I'm dead serious because it, it, it is one of those things where if you can laugh at it, understand who you are as a person, what is really going on, it's a fucking joke. Like, and you can have fun with all of it and be like, oh my God, this is absolutely hilarious. Because the thing that, that gets me the most when I see pictures from this fucking thing is, uh, from this Met Gala thing, events, is all of these fucking people who are there, all these celebrities who are wearing you know, somebody was wearing $2 million worth of clothes and jewelry last night. Mm-hmm. Forget who it was. Um, some chick, but it's like all of these people are the ones who rail against every day on Twitter of, Oh my God, the government doesn't care about us. The president mm-hmm. doesn't care about us. All they want to do is take away from the poor. Yet you're, you're spending $2 million on a fucking Pope gown. Um, That's two people's entire lives from beginning to end (laughs) that you are wearing. I mean, that's family, that's college, that's their babies, that's their house. I mean, you have two people's entire lives Yeah, Uh, on your body. And it's, it's the richest, bougiest event probably in the, in the United States. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you want to guess who, who caused some trouble at it last night? (laughs) No. Uh, it, it, do you ever think of a, a stripper who got famous overnight for? Oh uh, uh, gosh, bound to happen, right? For music, and it was bound. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I'll tell you something. Cardi B. Yep, Cardi B. Her security beat the fucking piss out of uh, this fan. Like a like a. Oh, boy. They said the fan was overzealous. It's like, hey, that's gonna happen. You know, I shove them out of the way, Let's keep it to a minimum. Yeah, and, and also out. realize that your Cardi B, like if you're Cardi B, say, hey guys, you might want to tame this down. People are already expecting the worst from a former stripper. Ghetto um, as shit, ghetto as shit. Yeah. yeah, who's at the Met Gala? Like, mm-hmm. eh, let's class it up a little bit. Maybe, nah, not a prayer. Not even Riri has done that, and she's as ghetto as they come in real life. And in real life, she's she is totally one hundred percent ghetto. Talk about like looks super classy, but behind the scenes, so I've heard, and I think you have told I, me I, too. I, I can tell you personal I mean, stories. Just, where it's like, just like straight up, yeah, ghetto. Like nothing has changed in her real life. No, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. And uh, if you're Cardi B, you got to look at it and be like, man, I kind of want to project another image. So that way I'm not constantly known as the stripper who's got a, you know, a top album in the world. Uh, no, no. Couldn't she... even do it at the Met Gala. She couldn't do it there. 
Dude. Couldn't fucking do it. I could see maybe it's like the AMAs, the American Music Awards. Sure, get down. Yeah, you Represent. Peep, you, you people go ham. You want to stomp somebody Let in the, people in the know street. Fine. what you're all about. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> there. That's where you're supposed to do it. Oh, boy. So when I saw that today, I was just like, because of course, every camera in the United States is there. And then you look at the footage today and you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ. It looked like fucking Suge and, and Tupac leaving the Tyson fight, you know, right before he got killed. Like, that's what the security looked like. And you're just like, like Jesus. Maybe they were like new, you know what I mean, on the job and they wanted to show. I don't know, prove themselves. I don't know. Right? I, I, I will protect you more than anyone. Not, she is pregnant. Not the she place is pregnant. to do it. If anyone's coming at you when you're pregnant, <laughs> I think you fucking beat them down. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what do happened. It. Tom Brady last night. Oh, my God. Um, I, I, you know, I put a post <laughs> up because I was up and... All of these pictures are, are flooding in, <laughs> trending on Twitter. I'm like looking at his face right now. <laughs> so Tom Brady looks like a magician. And I just said, for my next oh. trick, I will now saw this woman in half. Because she looks like his assistant. Mm-hmm. It was about to be sawed in half. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about Tom Brady. Mm. It, is he the greatest quarterback of all time? Maybe. Uh, that's hard for me to admit. Sure. Because, uh, Pains you. Yeah. Because, look, you beat the Falcons. Um uh, you only beat Ohio State one time, so I really don't give a shit about that. But uh, I just, he's a goober to me. Just a dork. Mm-hmm. Like a dorky dude. Vegan. Yeah, and I, I just don't dig that whole shit. Like, if you're asking me who my, and you, you're probably thinking to yourself, hey, Ross, well, Matt Ryan of the of the the quarterback of the Falcons is a dork. You're right. And I'm not too proud of that either. Like, he's Matt Ryan's fine. a different kind of dork. But if you're sitting me down, in a in a you know a game of Russian roulette, boom, gun to my head. Who am I picking as my favorite quarterback mm-hmm. of all time? I go Brett Favre. Okay, I go with the gunslinger. Sure. I go with you know pill popper. Yes, uh, the Falcons drafted him originally. A lot of people don't know that date raper. Yeah, no, no, he's no. not a date raper. Oh, okay, nope. nope, he's been married for a while. Did however bla- <laughs> blast some dick picks out. Okay, he got popped for that. Sure. Um, later on in his, his I apologize his career Brett Favre you <laughs> angel yeah you should have been at the Met Gala as an angel with huge wings because that's what you are sir the the beauty of Brett Favre was when the Falcons let him go because he was getting fucking housed in Atlanta every night the Falcons let him go he was blacked out drunk um sleeping on the on the steering wheel of his car in the parking lot right in front of the stadium and a coach came in in the morning um oh. to do some work and they were like whoa what the f-? woke they had to wake up brett fart behind brett Favre behind the wheel and uh yeah oh i miss those kind of quarterbacks same man so i miss uh look i, I miss johnny manzel uh, he's, he's got a little, uh, prescription problem. He's, he was in the hospital for, I, I don't, he's I, never I don't been able to is. handle his shit. I do not put him in the category somebody of fucking Favre and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Somebody said he's got a super, super dark past, like something super fucked up, like some type of molestation, you know, uh, that, the, 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 like that's the rumor I've heard. Uh, nobody's ever yes. said what it is. So I don't want to like, like. That's the speculation, but sure. it's super fucking dark, and I, okay. I don't I don't know what it is. But yes, I miss those quarterbacks. I miss Namath. Yeah, I miss the Farves. Yeah, um, 
I miss those guys. Like I think Roth Rothless is like the last. Isn't he the last of like I'm blasting out dick pics? I have like infidelity things. Yeah, I'm he's like had, drinking. He's had a couple rapey moments. Sure, he's been charged for rape sure. or twice now. Um, That's how I like my fucking quarterback. Roethlisberger, a little rapey. Yeah, yeah, pills for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But partying, uh, you know it. I don't want them at the Matt Gala looking like someday I'll be a real boy. Yeah, yeah. But Tom Brady. Pull up that that photo. Just type in. Just if just you're if you're at home, that face. Just He's made of Google wood. Tom Brady at the Met Gala and tell me what your thoughts are. He looks like uh, who was the guy who was mauled by the tiger in Vegas? <laughs> yeah, Roy. Roy. Roy? Yeah. I think it's Roy. Eh. Or what was the other one? I don't know. Kill Kill Gareth and Roy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not even gonna bother you to open up Google. Um, so we'll go with Mort- Roy. Mortimer and Roy, yeah, right? Yeah, no, we'll go, we'll go no. with Roy. He looks uh, like he's he's ready to to show you some some zoo Siegfried. zoom. There it is. <laughs> some zoomanity tricks with a white tiger here. Um, yep. I don't. Yep. Yep. I just don't know what he's doing. Stiff as a board too. Yeah. He's one of those. Guy. He's like a Blake Shelton. Like you know, in real life, he's like kind of cool he has to be a little bit cool right blake shelton is i don't know if i Tom know but Brady then is. he gets on stage and is just like stiff as a board You're i know like, i don't think tom brady's cool in real life I, i'll i will i will say probably blake shelton is tom brady i just don't see him being cool in real life all right that's uh, fair i mean I, I can't tell at all so that's fair so i i don't know i don't know what to fucking think about that um but we're we're look we got a huge show we're gonna get to we got some sponsors jabes all right yeah that pay for this whole fucking we just go rambling on and then boom all of a sudden we're 15 20 minutes in (laughs) sponsors (laughs) first and foremost talking about blackriflecoffee.com of my horse is a little um, voice this weekend. If you're whores or what? Uh, my, my, my voice is a little hoarse right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wearing, I, we, we were promoting, there was Black Rifle, there was Bison Union um, uh, at the charity event. I was uh, hosting an auction for clean, this weekend. Yeah. Clean Crawford Foundation. Yeah, which was fucking phenomenal. But Success. I, I've done a couple of these auctions now and... It your 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 voice goes because it's it's about a half hour forty five minutes of just nonstop and yelling and talk not yelling but like nonstop talking yeah, 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 and like yeah, getting yeah. people excited and, and again like, not not that I mind because it was a, a blast I had a great time all the way around but the the next two days it's a, it's a quick recoup and uh, we got a show with the Black Rifle Coffee Boys ooh. May twelfth at Fort Bragg and uh, I gotta I gotta find myself sure. I gotta find Drink my, my inner boy. Something, something. A lot of hot water with lemon. Lahayam. I need it back. <laughs> Mazel. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna be with all of Black Rifle Coffee uh, Company this Friday and Saturday in Fort Bragg. Uh, Friday, we are doing a uh, uh, charity event for the the Green Berets that that died in Nigeria. Um, there is a local brewery there that is uh, 100% veteran owned, so we're gonna be doing there. 
Uh, we're going to be hanging out there on Friday, and then Saturday night we have the live show, and uh, all of those proceeds go to charity as well on Saturday nights. And uh, I guess I got to save my voice, Jabes. I can do, do what I can. You can sh- just But I'm a little horse. And uh, Black Rifle Coffee took it upon themselves to to do this and do all this. So super grateful to those guys. Um, some of the best coffee in the business. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Type in the one-time promo code of REVOLUTION for 20% off there. These guys do a ton of charities all the time. Um, they must be exhausted. Because uh, I, I, fuck, I feel like they're always d- doing them. They're always on the road doing charities, oh, yeah. charity work. Um, they're fucking awesome dudes. Uh, next up, we've got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Boom, 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 Shablinker. Shablinks. Um, Strikeforce is going to be there as well. Nice. Strikeforce will be there as well. Uh, Tito's is one of the sponsors of the live show. And if you come, we're going to we're going to be giving out some free Strikeforce. So you can throw a little Strikeforce in that Tito's vodka and get your shit kicked up. The Orange Crush is what a, a bunch of listeners have been writing in. Uh, that's taking the orange flavored Strikeforce and mixing it with Tito's. And I was like, yo. What sounds dope, son. Um, they got four amazing flavors. They got orange. They got a ridge. Sure. They got uh, Make America Grape again. They ship everywhere in the entire world. They got a 10-pack, 40-pack, uh, and a 750-milliliter bottle that rests on your bar top or countertop. You can just boom, boom, bob a couple squirts in and go. That's what, that's what Tom Brady reminds me of, just a couple of squirts. Ugh. Squirts. Just a couple yeah. squirts. What he's doing all day with yeah. their vegan diet. TB12 in it. Just uh, toilet Brady. Uh, yeah, squeezing it out. I bet his toilet looks like El Salvador on a Friday night. <laughs> Just, you know. Um, <laughs> go to strikeforceenergy.com. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. And that's good every time. Every time. Summer's here. I, I, I highly recommend picking it up for the summer. It, it goes really fucking great with, with liquor. Uh, next up, we've got straightrazors.com. Ooh, that's a clean cut. Smooth. <coughs> you like it? <coughs> people, Smooth. people have been waiting for that. <laughs> We've been getting a lot of comments of like, yo, can you just, can you have her just keep doing that? You like it? <laughs> you like it? Uh, over and over again. Yeah, where we are. We're going to keep that, yeah. we're gonna keep that thread you. going. <laughs> if you keep buying products from straightrazors.com and let them know you want Deb to do all the sponsors <laughs> for it, we'll keep doing it like that. Um, and for those of you who don't, don't like it, Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> okay. Father's Day's around the corner, kids. Uh, I would pick them up a great, great shaving kit if i were you uh be a be a nice son be a real boy and um pick skip up. mother's day yeah mother's days this weekend lame whatever whatever no, get out of here no bigs um because let's face it when you're having children in this world it's pretty much the man that does everything <laughs> um so uh, shut your mouth mom yeah skip, you can skip mother's day all together <laughs> go to straightrazors.com and support your father instead <laughs> Um, he's earned it. (laughs) They've got shaving cream. They've got uh, soap. They got everything across the board. Uh, razors, uh, cologne. The cologne's amazing. Their smolder aftershave is my favorite. Use the promo code revolution for 20% off all the time at straightrazors.com. Those guys are the motherfucking business. Uh, big fan of straightrazors.com. Last but not least, we got the Caillou app. 
Um, Caillou's throwing the show. They're doing the live show. Oh, dang. Yeah, dude. Um, they set it up with Tito's and all the other shits. Uh, so they like the, to party, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, those guys like to party. Like to party, huh? Yeah, and if you if you want to party, uh, you can go to the Caillou app. That's K-A-Y-U. And um, it's free. No strings attached. It's, uh, it's a new social media app. Combines travel, lodging, partying, getting wet together, and uh, you name it. You can do it on there. And they rate the humans. So if you're going somewhere... And you uh, maybe see a hot lady, and she's got a score of like a four point eight. You know she's a good time. Really? I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, go to KAYU. Download the app. Um, those are now those are two Green Berets out of Fort Bragg. So we're uh, we're in their hometown. We're in the, we're in their home shit, and uh, we're raging with them this weekend. So super stoked to see michael squires and the boys and uh it's gonna be a hot one kids it's gonna be a hot one bring extra uh, an extra pair of shorts yeah oh bring an extra pair of everything <laughs> it's gonna get crazy everything what up what up what up what um, up i i want to we get a huge show here i want i want to talk about uh uh, the, the New York attorney general, first and foremost, this fucking guy, um, this guy, if you don't know who this is, um, his, his, uh, his name is, is a young man by that Schneiden farmer. I'm kidding. Uh, his name is always fucking, uh, bothered me forever. Eric Schneiderman is his name. Uh, he was the Democrat servant for the attorney general of the state of New York he was the the most pro me too guy on the planet. He was everywhere. He was uh, yeah. Look, right now there's a rumor going around town that they're serving subpoenas for Harvey Weinstein. It's because of him. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, he did a lot of work with the uh, New York Times, the New Yorker. I mean, he was one of the catalysts for all of these this this me too movement essentially. And he was the champion of all of these women and all these causes. And every time somebody got caught or exposed or whatever the fuck you want to call it, he was there and he was given a statement. He was like the fucking male Gloria Alred, this guy got it and, uh, played himself off as holier than now. Um, ironically, uh, the New Yorker in the New York times who took down Weinstein, uh, just took him down. Yeah. So behind the scenes, I guess they were doing this expose, um, on him and four women had said that, uh, they were beaten by him in relationships. Uh, here's where this gets weird. Right. And, and it's, it's not it, funny, but yeah, it's, it's, but here's where it gets weird. Cause you're like, all right, cool. How is that part of the me too? He was beating them during sex before and or after sex. Um, he initially came out and denied it all. Uh, and that lasted an hour last night, maybe one hour, one right? Of denying, and then it was like of oh, denial, wait. and then he immediately resigned. So he's out of there. Okay. Uh, and then an- another statement came out last night, saying I did hit these women, but only during role playing during sex. Okay. So that's where his story is gone. It, well, that went real quick in the course of about three to four hours last night. Uh, three different narratives. And uh, yeah, so I mean, this one woman said he was just, you know, 
she was getting slapped across the face during sex and all this other shit. And uh, it was a relationship, though, right? So it yes. was more than one time. Yeah, more, more than one time, and more than one relationship. So this was this has been going on for like four four women were the ones who came forward last night or, or yesterday or you know however old this this piece was but the, it drops last night. I don't know what to to think of this to be honest with you. Like there's some people who are into some fucked up shit and they want to get beaten and slapped and all that other shit. There's some people who like to do it to other people. Um, uh, another one that came out was uh, John Lennon popped out yesterday. Where it was just like that, what uh, that he's he's beat the shit out of women. Oh, John Lennon was a big, huge, enormous piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, and I I talk was, about me too. Here's the here's the thing: <laughs> I was unaware of that. Oh, I, okay. I, I I was, but apparently, like he did a full sit down interview with like uh, I want to say Playboy or Penthouse or one of those, and where he said I used to you know mm-hmm. beat up on my women all the time and mm-hmm. all this other shit, and I was just like, um, fuck, I didn't know that. It got. It got exposed by an NFL player, uh, a guy named Chris Long, who like uh, was just, you know, somebody had said something about the Beatles or something like that. And he's like, I don't really give a fuck. That guy beat the shit out of women. Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to show for the Beatles, you know, and mm-hmm. plus I don't like the band anyways. And then TMZ found this article. He did this interview from like 1979 or 1980. And sure enough, he had more than repeatedly admitted it in this article. And I was like, fuck. Uh, his was a different story. His wasn't during sex. He was said he no, was getting he was, fucked up. Just, yeah, just slapping women. He's um, a, he was just a straight up. There's like many different like things about John Lennon that if you actually go down his timeline from the way he treated his first wife and all of this is and his son and I mean he really was a huge from beginning to end a huge piece, piece of, of shit. shit. I, um, but this guy, I have a couple feelings about it where it's like. Um, did these women have sex with him more than one time? Yes, they were uh, in I, relationships. And, you know, if somebody hits you and people are into that, like there's like more people than you think that are into like a little bit of roughness. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And if you don't like that, that relationship is not going to work for you. Right. Because he will always be into it. And or the girl will always be into whatever thing they're into. So you pretty much go ahead and get out of that relationship right there. And you don't go back and have like violent sex with them multiple times and then come out later as a victim. To me, that yeah. hits me a couple different ways. So his statement last night was it, it uh, or the, the the woman's statement initially was this wasn't consensual. Okay. This wasn't sexual play acting. This was abusive, demeaning, and threatening behavior. Okay. Uh, one woman who was a, a black lady said that uh, he would beat the shit out of her and call her brown slave, and that he she he made her call him master. Um, look, that's that's definitely a form of role playing. Uh, Again, if you, not if you, if you super stuck around, sure. For that, like, um, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, this, this is a fucking, this is a tough one. Uh, she was, Shri, uh, she, I'm sorry, she's from Sri Lanka. Oh, um, okay. So, eh, you know, <laughs> he was taking some liberties with the with the brown skin, huh? Yeah, I'm another sorry. another another woman said, you know, he was cutting off my ability to breathe and, and some other shit. And pretty um, common, I guess. My only question, yeah, was this like your first encounter with him and then you like got the hell out of there after that. Like that was not cool. 
did you have a conversation? Like, I just don't, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I th- this one's a real tough one because it's like, again, if you're in a sexual relationship with these people that's consensual, shit gets fucked up, shit gets fucked up and that happens. But like, um, you for sure need to there's have a, a conversation. Yeah, you, about d- you definitely need to have a conversation. And there's a bunch of women who uh, uh, are into that. Sure. Um, the dudes that are into that, like you're going real close to the edge there where it's just like, because with a woman, I mean, you could slap the shit out of a woman, really. I mean, you know. Um, huh? What's that? You could slap the <laughs> shit out of a woman. Like, as a man, your power oh. and strength is so much stronger yeah. than a woman that it's just like, I mean, if you if you really came down on a, on somebody like a chick, like, fuck. Yeah. Um, now, if they stuck around and, and you know. I, I guess that's, that's my question. and I, That's and mine, too. I hate to, like. I don't like to a fetish shame or victim blame, right? Did you say fetish shame? Yeah. Oh, come on, James. What? People um, <laughs> are into some weird shit. Yeah, like fetish. If shame. it's all good, yeah. if these both those people were like yeah. totally fine with it, like no judgment. Yeah. Like have your fucking fun. Yeah. But it seems to me maybe in this situation he didn't have the conversation or go on the internet the way you're supposed to and like find people that are into that. Do you know what I mean? Maybe he full on are into may, it. Maybe he did. So I, I I don't know. Either way, he's out. Um, uh, he's like because you can't fight that. That's why he's gone. You can't I, sit down and say, well, you know, this is like what we're into, and like she kept doing it. So. I don't know how you're fighting any of it these days. You can't. That's the thing. Is like no matter what happened with him, he's done because someone said something. Right. So that's how it works and that's why it's such a like witch hunt is like literally one person has to say something. Yeah. It doesn't go to trial. It doesn't. And then you're resigned. And then it's over. I don't know what happened with him, but he's out because these people said something and that's it. That's done. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, uh, when I read it as this was going on last night in real time, I was just like, fuck. All right. Uh, then you think about it, like, look, I I know some people who are in some fucked up shit. So, like, sure, that's uh that is a hard one for me uh, to say whether or not, like, because if again, if you're in a in a relationship, a sexual relationship that's consensual, like, fuck, man, um, you're a man that's into like straight up into hurting, yeah, women during sex. There's a deeper issue, I believe, but I, and I was with a bunch of actors over the weekend um, at the charity events, and uh, this topic came up. Uh, we, when we were at a dinner and I, man, it's one of those things where, where every guy in some form of power or, uh, fame is, is afraid of like, man, if, if one person says something about me, you're done, done. And that's all you remember for, even if you were innocent or, you know, even if these chicks were fucking playing along, getting choked or, you know, whatever can't, you can't overcome it anymore. Um, it's one of those, like, you're an asshole to the wrong person. Like, that's the other thing. Like, yeah. these, these girls are silent until what? Until you're an asshole or until you try and fucking. I guess, but I, I did a little digging into this guy because I, I, I've heard his name and, you know, n- known what he's done for years and years. And I was like, man, I thought he was fucking married. Um, and he was, they got divorced and he mm-hmm. was doing this shit afterwards, but got it. his ex-wife released a statement today and she said, you know, I look, I don't have anything fucking bad to say about the guy. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what happens. 
Um, and I'm not going to jump on the, the, the old bandwagon of just cause the, the dude's a fucking Democrat, like fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's, it's right either way. There should be more investigating going on and then trying to make a, a decision after that. Like, you know, if you dig and dig with the New Yorker and, and the New York times and shit, you know, try to find four women, the guy's 63 years old. Uh, also, you can find a million people at that point at 63. And if you're divorced and in that kind of position of power, like Jesus, man, uh, kind of like the Trump thing of digging this, this stormy Daniels thing up from fucking 12 years ago or the access Hollywood tape or whatever from 2005. It's like, mm-hmm. and that was a long goddamn time ago. Not only that, but I expect every president's fucking a porn star. So I, I just don't care. Right. Um, but, uh, it, all of this, you know, this is starting to feel like a fucking witch hunt and uh starting to no i mean at this point like you're really really going after people here in a in a way where it's like you know if you read the article in the new york times and the new yorker it's tough like when you don't have another side to the story because you're hearing these four women Mm-hmm. You don't have his side of this story until t- today, the day after. And you're actually hearing the the accounts, or like yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I, if you don't give the other person a chance to respond, and you just put out an article about the four women, and you don't ask the dude what the fuck went on in, the, in these relationships, that's you know that's a tough they one. Did and, and again, Harvey you can't come back. Though. They did. He didn't want to yes. make any comments. So 100%. they reach out. I'm sure he didn't want to say shit, but they try. Yeah. Do you want to respond to these? Do you want to respond to it? We're about to break the story. What do you want to say? Harvey's, you know, sent out some fucking bullshit letter or whatever. Like, you know, they don't want to say anything. They want it. To, they want to see what happens in public opinion. But you should never do that. Yeah. No. Not now. Not at all. Um, the other top story is, uh, uh, Trump pulling out of this Iran deal. That deal was shitty to begin with, to be honest with you. I don't know why the fuck we made any goddamn deal with, with Iran. Um, and and you're probably asking why, why I bring it up. I'm not going that, that political today on shit, but, uh, uh, it's, it's going to rise the price of, of gases. I can tell you that Mm -hmm. that's going to affect the middle East and, uh, and all these goddamn gas prices. I, I I long for the day where we can just get rid of those fucking shithole countries over there mm-hmm. and never have to depend on them for one goddamn single thing. Um, I wish Elon Musk would hurry up and start pumping out these fucking Teslas faster so we can just get electric on that shit and never have to right. worry about the bullshit of these fucking countries. Like, Because that's the other thing was, you know, when you're dependent upon... A for, you know, these foreign people who believe in whatever the fuck they, I mean, you can't even, women can't even goddamn drive in Iran uh, right. or vote or, you know, they get to wear veils over their heads and all that other shit. Like, do they have it right? We don't know. You know, <laughs> is that what you're saying? Is there times where I wish you <laughs> Listen, wouldn't drive? You bet. You, you wish Every single I wouldn't day drive. of the year. <laughs> and you're worried about what's, yeah. what I'm crashing into? Yeah, man. But, you know, and, and the Obama struck that fucking deal with uh, the nuclear program and all this other shit. And it was just like, oh, my God. When that happened, it was a bad deal. And you were like, and then he gave what? I don't know, 750 million for four hostages or what it was. And oh, I was just right. like, Jesus Christ. Um, now to overturn it, I, I think that's the right thing to do, but you're going to, it's going to, it's going to be some pain at the pump this summer. I can tell you that I filled it up today. 
And I was like, oh, mm. it's a few dollars higher than it should have been. What's uh, And I looked at the sign because I'm not one of those people who looks at the sign too often driving by, like, you know, trying mm-hmm. to price it out. No. We live in North Carolina where the, the, the gas is pretty cheap. For the most part, it was under two dollars for fucking four years here. Um, yeah. Uh, it was it was two seventy five today. And I was like, Ooh, Ooh. imagine what it is in L.A. Oh, my God. California. You're probably twenty bucks. Yeah, a exactly. Yeah. You're, you're probably hitting the four to five mark. Yeah. Uh, and it's and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what goes down uh, with all of that. But I, I, you know, the reason I'm telling you this story is I, I would expect, you know, wherever you're traveling to this summer, the the pump's gonna be a little higher for you. Right. The gas is gonna be a little bit bigger uh, on you. Fucking Zimmerman. George Zimmerman got popped for stalking again in Florida. Criminal stalking. That guy. Jesus Christ, man. He, when is he just going to die? Like, something needs to happen to him, and he just needs to die. You know, I just... Take him over. He's he's one of those people where it's like, I think he liked the... I, I think he liked killing. I think he liked the murder. Oh, he was a straight-up weirdo. Yeah. He was a weirdo. Um, I think, you know, in that whole Trayvon Martin thing, like, uh, look, he was getting his head bashed into the ground. I read the report, and and he had a gun on him and pulled the fucking gun. Should he yeah. should, should he have been following him? Who, no. who knows? But in that neighborhood, there was what twenty seven robberies or something crazy. So I, I don't know. But I think he's one of those weird fuckers, man. Who's now that he's got that murder in him, he wants it one more time. Mm-hmm. I can't stop at one murder. Yeah. 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 I think he's gonna be a fucking an, an OJ. Where I think he got off from murder, and now. I, I think he'll go back to prison for something weird. That's like for, what for a happens. While. Yeah. Like you can't, you get away with it and that's when they start. Why like, is that? You follow all this, this, this true crime shit. Why is it that people go back to that line? Like they don't feel lucky enough that I got away with murder. I want to go. I want to go back one more time and just take it to the edge. Cause they're fucking murderers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because like we like to believe that like someone can kill one time and have it be an isolated incident. Right. Do you know what I mean? And there are some, but when it's like an OJ or like a Zimmer, this guy was seeking out someone to kill that would be justified. Like you say this sometimes where you're like, if someone broke in, dude, that's it. Yeah. I would kill him. Right. Because you're justified. You like fuck that motherfucker. Yeah, you get yeah, to shoot him, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's what the Zimmerman guy was doing. He's like searching out. He's like neighborhood watch. Shut the fuck up. Go home. You know what I mean? Right. Your neighborhood watch, yeah. and you see somebody that's like looks like they're gonna do something bad that you can kill them for. You entrap them. You make them all fucking weird. Run away from like you. You spook them. Sure. And then shoot them and kill them. Sure. So. He's he had it. So he wants to. You think he wants he to go? He wanted yeah. to kill somebody. Man, that wasn't like oh my god, a home invasion. Like he wasn't sitting on his fucking lazy boy, and this kid came into his house and he shot him. Right. He fucking chased this guy down, spooked him, followed him, like made this fight happen. Yeah. To kill him. Yeah. Um. So so he wanted it. I think I, he's a murderer. OJ be, is a fucking psycho. Yeah, like, there, there's got to be do something thing. there. Um, uh, there's got to be something. There. And I, look, I think he'll, I think he'll go back. 
Um, I think he'll go back to jail for something fucked up. This, this, he's getting a little slap on the dong and he's out of there. But uh, I think he'll go back. To, I think he'll go to prison for something uh, or he'll end up offing himself. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like, when is he just going to die? Like he, every time I see him trending on Twitter, I always click it on like hoping he's dead where I'm yeah. like, ah, yeah, fuck you little fuck. Fuck. He's still Fucking alive. Weirdo. Yeah. And you find out that it's something weird. Um, and again, he's been telling the line for a while with that ex-wife of his, uh, he got, they called the cops like three or four times. Like something's getting go away with Zimmerman. it too. Must feel like, ah, uh, you know, like for these murderers. Yeah. Like serial killers, right? They'll like be getting away with it for so long. There must be something so thrilling about that. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the book you're reading? Um, The All Be Gone in the Dark. Yeah. The Michelle McNamara. Well, I think a lot of people know now that they caught the Golden State Killer. Yes. Right? Yep. Which also was the East Area Rapist, which also was the Visalia Ransacker. So it's like this guy who had just been committing all of these crimes for a span of 10 years, but it was 40 years ago. 40 years ago, right. So he is he is 72. They caught a 72-year-old man where it's like, you know, and, and is that the, justice? I don't know. But for those of you who don't know at home who this writer is, I'm sure you've heard about this book. You've obviously heard about the Golden State Killer, but the, the writer is Patton Oswalt's ex-wife well his his wife that died that died yeah yes well she's ex because she's ex-wife? uh i don't know i don't know how it works well, he's Widow. married he got remarried he got yeah. remarried already which is weird to me well he has a, a young daughter and um but it, it was wasn't like really, a year after she died it was a year after but it was a, such a tragic like sudden thing like you wake up and um, your wife that doesn't have any issues, cancer, nothing like that, is literally dead next to you in the bed. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. What was it? Do you know? It, well, it was, a, I guess, a combination of because she was so stressed about this case, she had gotten obsessed to the point where you better watch it with me. That yeah. I, you know, yeah, that yeah, I, yeah. if I get my teeth into a case, <laughs> <laughs> you better watch it. Yeah. So she was taking like, you know, the the classic like, xanax to go to bed and pills to stay up during the day and like you know just so like stressed out right pill taking basically and um i guess they were saying it was something to do with a mixture of xanax with something else oh that's what she died of yes gotcha okay so it was like she just was like so tired and you know because again of being so into this case to the point like that's kind of what the book is about is just like how obsessed she got with it and it was actually to a fault. But from but, but but from the grave, she predicted who this guy was. And she said, did, she, did she say book, his exact, ex- exact name? It in was the book? one of, yeah, it was one of the suspects okay. that she had named and the exact profile that she put together. So she was like ex-military, like ex-Navy guy. He right. had to have been some kind of cop or policeman to be able to. I mean, this was the freakiness of this guy. And it was. Um, California. So it was all West Coast, like from Santa Barbara, San Francisco, all the way down to like Ventura and all these murders. Like Sacramento is a good, is like the main 
place. Well, have you been to Sacramento? Exactly. There's nothing to do there but murder. But it was also a pretty sleepy, like, suburb, people leave their doors open kind of thing. And this guy was the one of the first, like, scary boogeyman that he would, like, break into your house first, get a lay of the land, ah. hang out in there, yeah. take little things like a photograph or, like, a voicemail tape or whatever. And, like, so you'd come home and be like, ah. I feel weird like right. someone was in here but right. not really and so he would keep going in there until finally once he broke into your house um in the night and like raped you killed you and made your husband watch and all of this he was so like good at it that you literally like you would not even know that he was breaking into your house because he had already gotten like a lay of the land where to hide where to how to get in like all of this creepy super creepy so the guy did this for 10 years and then he just stopped doing it? And then he just stopped. And there's a couple of theories why or yeah, why, whatever. Wh- yeah, what's what He what's had being... kids. He had a wife and kids? Yeah. Um, he, was, he was a policeman. He was fired for stealing um, dog repellent and like something else from a store. Okay. So that's how he would like keep the dog. He would go into your house first and feed your dog steaks so that he would be like cool with you. Right. He would be cool with him when he came in to like kill you. Okay. So your dog wouldn't bark even. Gotcha. Because he was like, oh, cool. That's, there's the person that's been giving me. Treats. Treats and yeah. meat. Like that kind of crazy shit. And Jesus. so that's why it was so crazy. It was like this in the true crime, like dorky community that. That you're in. I'm not in it. Yeah, you are. I'm on the fringe. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the fringes. You know, I'm on the outside looking in. James, you, you host a segment once a week called Crime Corner. <laughs> I'm corner. You're in it. <laughs> I'm in it. You live in that world. And that is hard that hitting space. stuff akin to the Golden State Killer, I believe. Yeah, when is your book coming out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hard hitting hard hitting crimes of Florida is what oh, it's called. Boy. Hard hitting crime corner of Florida. You should put out a book of crime but corners. One more just like the craziest thing of this case you guys should look into it the book's amazing she's an amazing writer but um this guy the way that they found him 40 years later by the way is the detective that that had been on the case for that long um on a last ditch, ditch effort a couple days before he was retiring put in this guy's dna into like the 23andme or like ancestry oh, ancestry.com it was yeah. exactly ancestry.com actually and it kind of brought up this guy's um relatives any relative that was like oh am i italian right you know right. so it was like brought up one of them and then through them they found him and the stupidest thing is that everyone's like freaking out about it our privacy is that right the way that he found him like are you allowed to do that is the government now gonna be you know am i gonna be implicated because of some ancestor of mine that wanted to find out if they were part cherokee and it's like what you've already like swabbed your mouth yeah and sent it in like a bag to this weird website. Not only that, but if privacy you, if, is out the fucking window. The 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 main concern here is that you catch murders. So however that has to be done, I really don't give a shit. 
that's how I feel. Like when I when I talked about on a on a previous show that I want to murder somebody, you know, I want I want like a B and E type sitch. Like, yes, you know what you I'm saying. Want a I'm not, I, I don't want to actively go and seek out a stranger and kill them. No, I want it to be a justified thing where it's like, hey, great, <laughs> I had to. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this, it's like, hey, if you're looking for a fucking serial rapist and killer and all this shit, great. I don't give a fuck if you use Ancestor or Facebook or whatever you need to do. Just get the fucking killer. Get That's em. all there is. Yeah, uh, phone records. I mean. That's already been a fucking thing. Like they can look at your phone records. Like it, it, it just goes back to like nobody fucking cares yeah. about you. The only people that need to be worried about it are murderers. So they're saying this woman now could potentially win a Pulitzer Prize. Are they? Yes. I is, mean, is that is that what? Because you're 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 currently reading the book. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say because of like the work that she's done. Like she even named him. The Golden State Killer, which like branding is everything, right? For killers or just in everything? Just in in everything. It is. I mean, once it was, once they started calling him the Golden State Killer, it's like the, it, there was this resurgence of like, Uh, okay, like now let's, let's start looking back into the case. Like all these true crime, like blogs are getting interested in it. Right. Before it was like East Area Rapist. You're like. Okay. Yeah, but you don't you don't really know where that is. Like which east? You know what I'm saying? Which is that east? is that New Hampshire? And is he just or? a rapist? Like, no, he had fifty rapes and then like twelve, you know, then he started murdering. So he like and also the Visalia ransacker. I mean, that sounds so stupid. Yeah, so that's what he started one. doing first. So he one, would yeah. ransack people's houses. He escalated. Okay. Which is a term you guys all know in uh, the serial God, killer world. So killer he escalated world, yeah, yeah. from like ransacking people's houses, taking weird little memorabilia. Then he started raping, first going in, da da da. Gotcha. Then he started killing and raping. So he like escalated all the way and then just fucking stopped. Like such a weirdo. Wow. Such a weirdo. But um, do I think she should? Yeah, there's just a lot of people involved in the case that, that kept on it that may d- deserve more recognition. I'm not sure. I mean, there was a lot of like detectives well, look, that like they, stayed they on award, the case. They and, award like, multiple Pulitzer Prizes. So it's not just one award. Like, right. uh, for, ex- for example, it just happened uh, a week ago. Uh, Kendrick Lamar won for his music. Okay. Uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda won for fucking Hamilton last year. Like, mm. there's many different fields to win a Pulitzer Prize in. So for best literature, she she could possibly yeah. win. She could potentially win this. I would say, yeah, most important, like, yeah, I, I would say most most important piece of. I literature. wonder if I'll get it for when darkness falls. He doesn't catch it. <laughs> God knows I deserve it. If you're up against her, then no. But yeah. And by the way, we're going to start updating you guys um, next week on the sales numbers and how far I am away from the New York Times bestseller list. Um, so that way we can get it opening week and really fuck shit up. Yeah. Uh, if you have not pre-ordered it, please do so now. That helps more than anything. Um, and it would be fucking great. Because I, I, I want to be in the same breath as a Pulitzer. Oh my god! I want to do it. Yeah, I want to. I want to pull it, sir. You know, you want to pull it, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably yow. give me the opposite uh, of that. Um, last but not least on this show, I want to talk about uh, Tarantino's new movie. I um, fucking he's he's got a really interesting cast, and he keeps going back. <laughs> if you haven't heard about the new movie, it's about um. 
uh, kind of the late sixties and like an aging movie star. Oh, I'm and so in. Yeah, it's it's from every rumor, and usually the fucking scripts leak. And this for the, whatever reason, this I haven't gotten a hold of it yet, hmm. which I'm shocked by. Right. But DiCaprio signed on. Oof. Brad Pitt's already signed on. Um, and then today they came out with the rest of the cast. Uh, Margot Robbie is playing Sharon Tate. Okay. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, good for her. And uh, <laughs> y- you know I love my ma- ma- Tarantino. Uh, he's got uh, Tim Roth is back. God, he loves Tim yes. Roth. Tim Roth is in all these fucking movies. He's awesome. Uh, Kurt Russell. Yes. Is back. Um, oh, I can't wait in... to see him as like a 70s mustachio. God, he was great in Hateful Eights. And uh, and he was the, one of the only good ones in He's that Grindhouse movie. He's probably one of the most underrated actors that we have. He Everybody sleeps, uh, sleep, sleeps on Kurt Russell, but yet he's great in every fucking thing he does. Bone Tomahawk. Jesus, man. Um, and then he's got Michael Madsen coming back. Oh, yes, <laughs> my boy. I knew you were in on that. Uh, um, every single time. The last one, though, is a shocker. Um, because this it's they, they're saying it's a big role. And uh, it's a big role. And he got Burt Reynolds. He's casting Burt Reynolds in this. Okay. Has he cast him before? I don't think so. I was trying I to think about think it. I don't think so. Because he didn't do Boogie Nights. No. But um, uh, I... I I think the last time Burt Reynolds had a role that sizable and showy was probably Boogie Nights. Yeah. Um, and even on Boogie Nights, I, I heard that he, he didn't like working on it. Oh, he's... He just thought that it was dumb and the, the movie was dumb and the you know it was about porn. And, he's a nightmare. Um, but... uh, I, think we, I tried to get him. I've tried to hire him multiple times just because I dig, dig his whole shit. Um, it's Burt Reynolds. Like I grew yeah. up with Smokey and the Bandit. Sure. Uh, well, not grew up with it, but it was one of those movies because, t- like, again, being a Georgia kid, TBS was a local station for us before it became like a national cable network. They used to fucking rerun all this Southern shit, this Georgia shit. So, like, Smokey and the Bandit was on all day long. Mm. Um, Cannonball Run was on all day long. Uh, Andy Griffith and then, you know, Sanford's on the rest of it. But, like, it was Burt Reynolds half the day on one of four channels we had as a kid. And uh, I always liked Burt Reynolds, so I wanted to hire him. Mm -hmm. I tried really hard um, to get him for Range 15. That's what it was. Um, And uh, he wanted a... He Not wanted, he needed a lot of stuff because he lives in, I guess he lives in Florida. Okay. And... uh, he uh, can I say this on air? I guess I can. He wears a rug. Yeah, where he wears a toupee. That's yeah, pretty known, right? That's I think common. that's known. Yeah. So like we had to fly the the we had to fly the rug person in and all that other shit mm-hmm. and uh, you know do, do that whole dance. By that you mean like, Merkin, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the rug or oh on his head? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Everybody yeah. needs a good Merkin artist. Listen, we had to fly the Merkin. No, but the wig work guy. Um, we had uh, you know, f- like that's a big thing, and so they, but they get, and here's why I say this. So, the wig person was so. How do you, how do you, man? How do you how do you word this? I guess the wig person was so valuable to him, um, or important to him. That it's been the same person for years and years and years. Uh, he had to fly first class with Bert and all that shit. Well, it's like, dude, when you're doing a, you know, producing a movie and you're looking at the budget, 
it just adds so much more cost. That's a separate first class flights. That is separate per diem. That is a separate car. That is a separate hotel. Room. Yeah. Everything, all, all of everything. that shit. And it's just like, dude, it adds another, you know, $15,000 to this thing. And, um, uh, I, I, he was down to do it though. Okay. Um, but we just, it, it was too much. Like it was just too much money. I think that's my problem with him is that I think he's always been a difficult diva. Oh yeah. What? I've heard From and he's all the way back old in the day. school difficult diva yeah. to the point uh, where now he's like, wait, you know, like back in the day, that wasn't an issue. So yeah, well, it is mean? now. Um, yeah. you can't get, get away with shit now, no. but, um, yes. Yeah, so when I saw his name pop up, uh, it was pretty surprising. I was just like, yeah, all right. Dope. Um, Oh, I bet it's going to be amazing. Whatever no, he's playing in a Tarantino movie, fucking movie is going to be amazing. So fucking you, stoked about it you can have margot robbie i'll take madsen all day long uh michael madsen still i know i, I still can't believe it bloated drunk <laughs> i will take it I, I i wonder i wonder how he gets him to work that's all i wonder i told you look we, we did a, we did a podcast can. about my story with him where um uh, he got arrested on that flight and uh, couldn't make the couldn't make the movie. And he knows that that is his whole career. It's the only thing that like, do you know what I mean? Like a, a former friend of mine was his assistant for like two or three years. Right. And that's how he kind of like got into the business, whatever. So he had to drive him to all these movies and all this shit. And even like 15 years ago, my buddy was just like, dude, he never knows his lines. You have to literally sit there and read them to him out loud or sometimes go up and whisper it into his ear like on camera to get him to say lines, whatever. But for for whatever strange reason, whenever Michael Madsen is in a, in a Tarantino movie, he's great. Remember Kill Bill? He was yeah. fucking great in Kill Bill. He's fucking great in every Tarantino movie that he does, which is everyone. I know. Which is crazy, but the other movies, it's like it's like he only tries for Tarantino movies. That's but what I'm saying. But that's his whole career, right? Yeah. He knows that he's got to show up for Tarantino. All these other fucking Free Willy and stuff, you know. Boy, Free Willy. I I don't. I still he still didn't fit in that movie to me. He doesn't fit in anything but Tarantino <laughs> movies, and he knows that. Like he can't fucking get away with the shit he gets away with. I bet. No. And because it it's weird to say, but I feel like he's a muse in a weird way to Tarantino. Like if you've I got, too. if I, you've I too. got a, yes. you yes. know, he can plug him in while he's writing and just be like, Oh, this is Madsen, you know? And like, I think it helps him write certain parts and it, writes a movie when he has like all these people, which, you know, you do the same thing. I, did, I did use, the same thing. Yeah. Use the same yeah. people. It helps you write these scripts and then you can plug in these, you know, other people you haven't worked with before. But if you've got the core, yeah. Like yeah. there it is. There, you're there gonna is, have it. There is always you're, you're right. There's always a group of people I will always write for. Um, I like writing for you. I like writing for uh, Alana Ubach. Like Amazing. Edie Patterson is, is another one. Um, you can see their face. They're so different. Like it's just Jesse. Go- Jesse oh. Merlin's on yeah. my. Uh, always good. Always good. I know what I'm gonna get out of him. He's mm-hmm. gonna be great every single time. Uh, enjoys to rehearse. Like, um, it's dude Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo, man, I, he's one of oh, that, that, guy, that motherfucker does not miss on set comedy or drama. Never not knows his lines. Boswick. Um, Is there know. anybody besides me that's like difficult, but you would still 
take it because of what they do for your writing or whatever like lynn lynn shay i know you like working with too right yeah yeah yeah. lynn shay's been a bunch of stuff she's always awesome um here's the problem with independent films so independent films working with somebody difficult is really fucking hard because you you don't have the liberty you don't you don't have the liberty of uh, money to to either burn takes or time Mm -hmm. or or whatever you just don't have it that's why like you know, and I've again, I've said this before. I'm kind of an asshole on these sets a little bit as a director, where it's just like, time is money. Hurry the fuck up, do your job, and then we have to move on. You have to move on, and um, that's what's tough about these things. So, if there is somebody that I heard is difficult to work with, I will try to avoid on an independent film simply for that fact. It's going to cost me so much fucking money to deal with their bullshit. Is there anybody that like? you've worked with though that you're like you'll take it because of like i would say boswick like he's not difficult but if he was wouldn't you be like i still gotta use him it's fucking boswick like yeah do you know what i mean Uh. like and i'm just trying to compare it to like madsen where you're just like i could replace him but like all i hear is his voice in my head like i'll work i'll whisper the things in his ear i'll fucking make sure he's like Right. They're sober for one day because like I have to as a writer, as a filmmaker, I have to have him. So to me, like and I've done a fuck ton of movies at this point, there's the the people that were difficult, I didn't think were good enough anyways. So Mm. I wouldn't want to hire again. Like got it. The one of the worst problems I ever had on a movie was with Gary Busey in uh two thousand two. And you you're saying to yourself, Well, of course, you know, at home, you're probably saying to yourself, Of course fucking Gary Busey is a goddamn nightmare. Now, like I didn't know that then, and everybody loved him as an actor then. And his payday in like an independent film was still like fucking fifty thousand dollars a day. Like it was crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, the the guy almost won an Oscar, and people forget that. Um, before the accident. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And uh, he was so miserable and hard to work with that it was. If he was great. Yeah, you could go back and understand why, like, all right, cool, he might still have a career. He doesn't because he's not good enough anymore. Um, he's not a good enough actor anymore to do it. So the people that are difficult that I've worked with uh, weren't weren't great enough anyways where you're just like, um, shit, I would, I would put up with that. Uh, but I always think about this, too. It's like the difference between um, Robert Downey Jr. and Lindsay Lohan. They both had major drug problems to the point where like you're fired on set. You won't show right. up. You won't wake up, blah, blah, blah. The difference is Robert Downey Jr. is fucking amazing. Yes. Lindsay Lohan doesn't have one talented fucking bone in her body. So, you know, that's the other thing. It's like, will what will you put up with for an amazing actor? Right. And so to that point, I've had two actors almost overdose on ho- on heroin in their trailer during a movie shoot, two different actors. Um, one during, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to say their names, but I'll say the movies. One during The New Guy. Okay. Um, the shutdown production for two days. Okay. Um, and uh, they replaced her with Ileana Douglas, who was fucking awesome and came in and. Oh, well, that'd be easier for them to look up. No, it wouldn't. Because that, that this. Uh, oh, it was replaced. She was replaced. Oh. So Eliana Douglas came in, did a great job, and she was am- amazing to work with and awesome. And uh, 
boom, just came in, knocked it out, got her shit done, and was and was fantastic. So the it was a chick who got fired who was on heroin, um, and then there was a dude during Pool Boy who uh, uh, I I thought he was dead. Um, right. The first AD came up to me and was just like, "Hey, this guy's fucking dead." And it's a that it's one's a, really, a known one. I don't know if you can say it, but he's I'm a not gonna, known. I I'm not going to say either of I'm them. I'm just saying like he's a known addict yes, where yeah, like yeah, yeah. he yeah. would say himself that he did that probably now i and i tried to uh, uh a lot of people don't know this but i i recently tried three months ago i reached out to him when we were doing the la shows okay and said i reached out to his agent because i know i know his agent really well and i said mm-hmm. hey uh heard he got cleaned up mm-hmm. love love to have him on the show i'm sure the fans would like it and okay. and i had heard this story you said that that he was telling people that he was yeah. an addict and had problems yeah. or whatever so i was like Man, it would be good to have him on the show and then discuss this. Um, but uh, I didn't want to do it. Okay. So, um, the, probably yeah. just drinking bros. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It was probably. He's like, do you get clean? Want to be on drinking bros? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, probably shouldn't, guys. But no. yeah. yes. So, so from my my vantage point, I had. There wasn't any, I, I didn't work with a Robert Downey Jr. or somebody like right. that that was that great. Um, I've had the opposite happen, though, where people were assumed nightmares that weren't. Um, like Tara Reid, she was, she, I did a movie with her that she was nothing but pleasant, rehearsed, knocked out of her shit, and got on with her fucking day in her life. Mm-hmm. And like, that was a shock. I, I thought for sure, I was like, man, I'm going to fucking have. This is going to be awful. We'll never sure. make it. Nothing. And, uh, and that's why she's still kind of working. Like, yeah. Whatever she's it, it doing. Is. It's like. Look, Pete, you can say whatever you want about this fucking Sharknado movies. Killing She's it. making a lot of goddamn money off those things. Killing and the it. fact that she's still getting opportunities like that, whereas Lindsay Lohan is not. No, because she's not good and she's a piece of garbage trash. But like Tara would show up on time. She was always polite and professional and. uh you know, you again. You hear stories going in. You're like, man, all right, cool. That wasn't the person. Uh, you know, other people. What I found the biggest nightmares to me are the ones you don't expect. Where you're just like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. That person? Yeah. Fuck. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, like Christian Bale. Like he's difficult in a different way. Where it's like always some kind of weird rage. I don't mind though. Like you. I don't mind that either. Go to you go to the Christian is. Bale thing, for example, when he got which was a fucking cocksucker move by that, that whoever was doing sound for that movie. Um, Bruce, Bruce. Oh no. I mean, where Christian Bale is yelling at the DP. I get it. I, I get 100%, his rant, dude, but it happens on every film, you know? So there's always some kind of like weird rage filled thing with him. But if it's, if it's involving, the, yes. But if it's involving the work of like, Hey, you were distracting from my work. Cause in that, that, that's uh, infamous Christian Bale rant. Um, he was yelling at a DP who was, you know, motioning or doing something behind the camera, which I fucking hate too. And I've had not outbursts like that, but I've had bursts where I'm like, Hey man, close. You want to just put your fucking arms down or just shut the fuck up? Like, um, I, I don't, I can't, I don't, I, I, you're, I can't see this. Right. Um, so like with Christian Bale, I don't think he's that bad. Cause every other actor who's worked with him is just like, he's great, but he's just really about the work. He's just really about he the work. He just doesn't want him to be distracted. Mike Myers was famous, famously like called difficult nightmare, um, like from Wayne's world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was another case of like, I want what I want. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, I want this to be a certain way and this is my movie and it's my name. Yeah. So like, I'm sorry if that's difficult, but like, I want this song. 
I yeah. don't want any other yeah. fucking song. I need you to do what you have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's like different things where, that get all misconstrued. But back to the like Madsen thing. It's like, I think he's good enough in Tarantino movies only. I think he's good. <laughs> but yeah, I you know, his performance in Free Willy, you wouldn't like put up with a fucking drunken stupor. No. Right. But in Tarantino movies, what he brings to it. He's fantastic. He has to. Like Tarantino has to put up with it, right? Or he has to deal with it. I think, well, now hearing all these Tarantino stories, um, uh, really going full circle with this thing on the on the whole fucking Me Too thing and the goddamn Uma Thurman story saying what a taskmaster, you know, Tarantino is. Uh, I think I think it might be the opposite of Michael Madsen knows how lucky he is mm. to be working with Tarantino. I was saying that too. Therefore, yeah. he fucking... Probably rehearses and studies his ass off and shows up. Or that's some kind right. of chemistry that they have too. That it's like maybe he doesn't have to. Uh, it's not like a chore. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Like, I don't, uh, I don't know. We'll see though. I, but I'm amped about that movie. Yeah. What um, would you put up with with me? Boy, uh, you know. Am I that? I mean, that, I think that was what I was really asking is like, am I so good that you would put up with? Oh, More, with you? Yeah. No, no. No, no not at all. Not okay. At all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got my answer. Fired. No, not at all. No, no. Not at all. Like heroin in Way the trailer. Way too laced. How good do you have to be yeah. to get away with that? Yeah, heroin in the trailer. That chick. Robert Downey. Because that was his fucking, that was his jam. Yeah, that, 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 that chick in the new guy who overdosed, uh, she never, she wasn't good enough to to put up with, be you know, people to put up with that bullshit. Um, for sure. My, that's my my personal theory on it. Um, anyways, it's time for the revolutionary figure of the day, shall we? We shall. The revolutionary figure of the day goes out to John Sittner. John Sittner is uh, is this gentleman's name who uh, started a little genealogy newsletter in 1983, Ancestry Inc. Uh, that oh, that, that yeah. was uh, the, the leading thing to Ancestry.com. Uh, a few billionaires, Paul Allen, and uh, obviously you know him and the boys uh, <laughs> came in, you know. You know Paul Allen, right? He's so stupid. I mean, that guy, Jesus Christ. When you're a billionaire, you can just do, fu- you can you can invest in everything if you want. Weird like, ass, I, dumb shit. I would, in a million years, like, wow, Paul Allen? Of course, a fucking loser. Um. <laughs> 23 and me. Yeah, yeah. I. You know what we should do? Um, and this is, this is in all seriousness. We should, have you ever done it? No. I haven't either. Um, I've always. My mom does all of that stuff, so I pretty much know from her doing all of it every site everything like she's found out everything we should do this on a i would do fucking late night friday night do ancestry.com and then do the results on air and see what it is (laughs) here's what i've been told um i've been told in my family tree forever and i'd be curious to see if it was real i've always just accepted it because it made sense in the right area is that my like you know Fifth or sixth great aunts, or seventh or something like that, was uh, was Betsy Ross, who sold who sewed the American flag. Okay. My grandmother's name is <laughs> Jeanette Ross. Okay. Um, Pennsylvania. She's from Pennsylvania. Betsy Ross and that whole family was from okay. Pennsylvania. 
so it made sense and it kind of, I was like, ah, all right. Yeah, that, that seems real. And everybody had told me that in my family, whether or not that's true. I don't know, but uh, in honor of your reading of the book and, and mm-hmm. all of the shit in the Golden State Killer and all this, yeah. stuff, I think that'd be a fun episode to figure out who else is in both of our shit. How I'm do we do it? I, watch, we find out we're related. Oh, creepy. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. You're fucking dumb. Yeah, I'm not yeah. dumb. I you get, are. I went dark. I went real dark. I'm not dumb. You're dumb. Um, that w- I think that would be a fun. Uh, Does that, that one tell one. you like what you are like part da 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 part like German part? Is that the 23 and me that does the percentage of what you are? I don't know. I want to okay. do I want to do this. You, you want to find, find the, out. The... I want to find the family tree. Oh, OK. Thing out. OK. You want to do, do that one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll do. Do you have to send in blood? What, what do you have to do for that? I think they give you like a swab kit maybe. Or maybe you just have to answer questions. Listen, we'll get. Yeah, you, we'll you, do you, it. you must have to send some kind of DNA in because that's what they did with fucking I don't th- Golden State. I don't think so. Um, well, I mean, DNA wise, but like if you know your name and your grandparents name and all that shit. Couldn't you just go back through the the, the historical records? Because I'm, I'm reading this thing now and it says here that on Ancestry.com, they've got over 16 billion uh, records in their info bases. I would imagine it's probably, it looks easy in the commercial. Like nobody ever says you have to fucking swab yourself down. I think you do though. I don't, I don't think so, but I tell you what, we'll All check, right, we'll, we'll check, check it, it out, out. We'll and then out. we'll do a, we'll do like a, one of these weird uh, late night Friday shows where we get into this and really break this down of of uh, where we came from and all that other shit. Yeah. Because uh, maybe people, I, look, I, I, I've gotten this question a few times from listeners of like, hey man, have you ever done this? This is fun. And I got to find out this about my family. I've never cared. Have you cared? No, I've never cared. And that's why I'm saying my mom does all this stuff because like she'll come back with these results and I'm just like, oh, I, it's so weird. I think you get to a point maybe in life where you start caring, like I think a majority of the people that go on Ancestry.com are a little older. Right. And you start like wanting to know like yeah, where yeah. you came from and yeah. roots and like all of that. Like I personally right now, I don't care. But um, uh, look, we've had psychics on the show and all that other shit. No, I think this would be good. Yeah, I think this would be a fun you show. Do so send in a little DNA, a little. They give you a little kit. Oh, they do for uh, what is it? Ancestry.com. Okay. So um, we'll order it. Let's do it. I, Let's I'd, do it. I'd like to do it. Um, I'd like, <laughs> Who to see, knows? I'd like to see if the Betsy Ross story is real. Um, yeah, yeah, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Um, all right, cool. Let's let's fucking do it. Right. Uh, in the meantime, we're gonna we're gonna play a little mixtape off here in celebration for when Darkness Falls. He doesn't catch it coming out. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna throw a little mixtape on the end of this from Midnight She Cries while he rides his steed just to get amped about it. Got to hit that bestseller list. I need it. Need it in my life. You need that tattoo. God damn it! If yeah. I could do this um, with me and Harriet Tubman on the cover, if you haven't looked it up on Amazon, it's glorious. And I just got the first hardback in it. my hands. That would be it. I, I don't. It. We, I, I we have win. nothing else in this world. Yeah, we win. I have nothing else in this world after that. Um, and by we, I mean all of us, you guys. That's what I feel we like. All win. I'm dead serious. Uh, everybody listens to this show all the time. Like uh, we would all fucking win, and it would be awesome. And what you're about to hear is uh, one of my music supervisors made this dope ass mixtape. He combined uh, some of the Audible book of uh, when when. Um, uh, at night she cries while he rides his steed and he mixed it in with uh, 
like all these fucking crazy weird ass songs and uh he's the best he's the best he used to he was on the show he's been on the show um he also used to be a fucking dj in new york uh on a bunch like three or four different radio stations and uh he's just one of those dudes man who travels the 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 earth scouring for new cool weird music um he travels the brooklyn yeah no, he's motherfuckers <laughs> everywhere. He's always joking, in Europe too. Chris. He's always in like Europe or Australia and just doing awesome shit. So uh, we're gonna play that now and uh, go pre-order when darkness falls. He doesn't catch it for Jesse Wiseman. I am Ross Patterson. This is the Revolution. Good night, everyone. Good night. At night she cries while he rides his steed. A romance novel for dudes. By Ross Patterson. An extremely muscular man with calves and forearms that have more definition than Noah Webster's dictionary busts through the saloon doors of a tasteful whorehouse with a burlap sack full of gold slung over his shoulder. The doors explode off their hinges into a shower of splinters. The surprising thing about this muscular man is that he's lean, too. Not all roided out like a New Jersey teenager triple-stacking a month before spring break. You can see his cock pressing hard against his jeans, almost fighting with the left pant leg mid-thigh. It's not like the jeans are super tight or have some kind of Euro cut. It's just how big his penis is. This man is me. St. James Street James. Six eyes, I got a garbage brain that's driving me insane. And I don't like a ride, so push the best aside. And baby, I won't care, cause baby, I don't scare. Cause I'm a reborn maggot using gym warfare. Rock. three horse. Two of them must have some type of background or formal training in circus performance and the other must be able to throw twice her body mass above her head. 
Within seconds, I feel a tap on my shoulder and turn to see three eager women standing in a perfect pyramid directly behind me. After the whores race in, I slam the bedroom door and begin to pull off my pants, peeling them down to the top of my boots. chair in the corner of the room, take a cigarette out of my duster jacket, and strike a match off my right boot, which is now awkwardly pulled above my dome. cigarette, I use the remaining flame to light a small lantern on the nightstand next to me. All three women are now magically lit as if they're sitting for a presidential portrait. Even in soft, intimate lighting, I can clearly see that two of the whores are sixes on their best day and the other is a firm four. <laughs> you can do the math for yourself, but that is way past the ten total, so don't even fucking judge me. pillowcase and drop two large chunks of gold down on the nightstand before I leave. The overweight one obviously gets nothing. I look back to admire my handiwork and I see the two hot girls lying on the bed like an exorcism just happened while the fat ghost waves goodbye to me. When I walk out, I'm greeted by a thunderous applause from the entire bar. The world was super cool. I knew it. And they appreciate the performance I just put on in there. I throw my pillowcase into the crowd as a souvenir and whores begin fighting over it.
Steed runs into the bar, and on cue, two gimpy patrons lift me up into my saddle. I sling my burlap sack full of gold over my shoulders and ride out through the hole left by the broken double doors in a championship exit. Now there are many who swear it's true that brothers are we all. Yet it seems there are very Brothers Laughter is coming out of my mouth as I write this. 